Hi, listeners. Dr. Amy Horneman here, aka The Thyroid Fixer and host of The Thyroid Fixer podcast. I'm here to tell you about my experience working with Rachel Varga one-on-one with my skin. I am a self-proclaimed anti-aging skincare addict, and I have spent thousands of dollars on the wrong skincare, always falling prey to those ads that promise to reduce your wrinkles and smooth your fine lines. Working with Rachel, I'm telling you, she is a guide. She takes your hand. She personalizes your entire skincare regimen, really looking at your skin and how it is and what your goals are. She listens to you. And that's the most important part of this journey. It's unlike anything I have ever experienced. In fact, there's nothing out there like it. Rachel is an angel in this world. She will absolutely transform your skin You will reach your goals of skincare, whether it's reducing wrinkles or clearing up acne or just looking good on camera. That's what I need. So head over to rachelvarga.ca and book your one-on-one consult with her. You will not regret it. It will be the best thing that you do for your skin. Welcome to the Rachel Varga podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Varga, double board certified aesthetic nurse specialist since 2011 with over 20,000 rejuvenation procedures performed. I'm an international clinical trainer for other physicians and nurses as well, celebrity skin expert, having been featured on some of the world's top proactive aging podcasts and much, much more. Learn more at rachelvarga.ca and enjoy today's episode. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to today's episode on the Rachel Varga podcast. I'm really excited to be here with you all today. And in today's episode, we are going to discuss how consuming organ meats like attracts like we take collagen to support our collagen in our body, how we can potentially be consuming organ meats to support healthy skin and slowing aging. I have a very exciting guest. We started a little bit late today because we were just having so much fun talking behind the scenes. I'm just absolutely honored with the guests and the speakers that take the time to be here with us on the Rachel Varga podcast. Uh, James Berry is a pretty special human, and I'm really excited to share you with him in today's show. Before we get started, I would also love for you to, if you're listening on the podcast where we do a lot of audio only shows, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, all that stuff, save, download the episode and listen to the episode on your smartphone or laptop with your Bluetooth off and with your Wi-Fi off or on airplane mode. And don't use those Bluetooth headsets. Uh, EMFs, non-ionizing radiation. Turns out it's not that great for you. It messes with your blood. And when we're talking about organ meats, where you know, there's, there's blood and all this stuff, all sorts of interesting things are going to come up when we're talking about consuming organ meats in your diet. Uh, but first, let me tell you a little bit about today's guest. We have James Barry joining us here today, and he has 16 plus years in the culinary field and started as a private chef cooking for celebrities such as Tom Cruise, George Clooney, Gerard Butler, Sean Puffy Combs, Barbara Streisand, and John Cusack, and many, many more. Most recently, James launched his first functional food product, Pluck, an organ-based seasoning. If you are getting you know, tired of different foods, this could be a great way to integrate a healthy seasoning to also give you some of the benefits of organ meats. It's the first of its kind and an amazing, easy and delicious way for people to get organ meats into their diet. You can 
actually purchase Pluck using the link in the description of this episode below. And I warmly invite each and every one of you to start to integrate organ meats into your diet in this really easy way. James is also a published cookbook author, having co-authored the recipes in Margaret Floyd's book, Eat Naked, and co-authored the follow-up cookbook, The Naked Foods Cookbook. I mean, Sorry, who doesn't want to look good naked? That is just a great title. He most recently co-authored the recipes in Dr. Alejandro Younger's book, Clean 7, as well. Welcome, 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 James Berry of Pluck Seasoning. How are you today? Hello, Rachel. It's such a pleasure. I, I've been, you know, waiting to talk to you for a while. I just, I'm just so honored. So it's wonderful to finally be here. Yeah, it's great to have you on the show. And it's actually perfect timing because as many of you listeners know, a lot of my friends and a lot of my clients are biohackers. And just the other day I was on, I did 10 kilometers of the Juan Fuca Trail with one of my girlfriends, Martina. And she said, oh my gosh, Rachel, did you see my Facebook story? Well, sorry, Martina, I didn't because I'm not really on social media that much. But she actually had a dinner party at her home and Chris brought over some bull testicles to consume uh, as part of their meat offering as a gift, as a, you know, dinner gas. So they boiled up these bull testicles. They fried them with some butter. She showed me a video of Chris, Jenna, and her boyfriend, John, eating it. Now, she didn't partake. So this is just, it's just perfect timing because she noticed some things in her male partner that evening. He was a little extra frisky and spry if you know what I mean so I'm really interested to learn from you some of the different benefits of eating organ meats and introducing different organ meats to your lifestyle to help our skin help our hormones libido I mean who doesn't want to improve their libido <laughs> it's pretty pretty fun part of being human so so tell me a little bit about how you got started in this field of uh, creating pluck seasoning, which is using organ meats. Oh, it's funny. I, I was a picky eater growing up. Very, very picky. Didn't have my first taco till I was college age. Um, just did salad. I, there's just so much I was picky about. And I didn't actually eat any organ meats. So I'm like a perfect person for those out there that are hearing, you know, Rachel talk about organ meats and kind of cringing because I'm like, that was me. Like I, that's who I used to be. So I can, I'm, I'm a real supporter of that and I can show you how to get out of that. Um, I learned about organ meats when I was in culinary school. Uh, we studied nutrients with the Weston A. Price Foundation cookbook um, by Sally Fallon. And they talk a lot about organ meats there. So I was aware of them when I went to culinary school. I still didn't incorporate them. Even when I was cooking for all those, you know, celebrities, I didn't incorporate them. Um, it really wasn't until I had kids that I was like, okay, uh, I, as a parent, I want to get the most nutrient dense foods into my kid's diet, but there's hurdles, right? The hurdle, which we kind of already talked about, which is like that ick, that ick association with organ meats. You know, it's like you see people cringe and make faces whenever they're talked about. And I, I kind of even did that when you mentioned bull testicles. It's like, ah, uh, like 
Just, well, it just makes me think of I'm, Joe Rogan and like fear factor. That's what comes up for totally, me. That's the right? connotation I make. <laughs> it's like, I haven't even had bull testicles, but yet I'm cringing. I'm just, there's just something innate in most of us that we associate as just being icky, whether it's texture wise or taste. And then there's other hurdles like the hurdle of, well, where do I source it? Okay. If I want to have bull testicles, where do I get them? Right. It's not, it's not, you can't just go to your local store and find bull testicles unless you live, you know, in a certain area. But, but, um, and then I also would saw the other, uh, hurdle, which is, uh, you, we, um, we don't know how to cook them. The culinary arts around organ meats are just kind of gone. Uh, and then, and then the other hurdle is, okay, I know I should be eating organ meats. I'm taking supplements, but I sometimes forget to take them. So there's lots of hurdles. And, uh, once I identified those, then I kind of got clearer on like, okay, the top nutrient dense food out there in the world, in my opinion, is organ meats. So I can, I need to get that in the diet. I identified that there's, you know, you, we can utilize modern techniques of freeze drying and powdering them. That doesn't, we don't have to main, it's still a whole, it's still the whole organ. It's just, it's just freeze dried and powdered and freeze drying is, is reserves more of the nutrients than even dehydrating. So it's, it's, it's a little bit, you know, they're, they're right in the same camp, dehydrating and freeze drying, but it's, it's basically in that same arena. Of course, raw is going to always be the most nutritious, but these are still raw. This freeze dried, they're powdered. And then I combine them with these organic spices and herbs to offset that ick taste. And then now you have this shelf stable all-purpose seasoning that can be used on literally anything and it increases you know it gives you micro dosing of organ meat nutrition so once i figured that all out i was like it was a win-win because as a parent i could sprinkle that i actually I, my kids sprinkle it i don't even have to do it for them they do it they choose to do it they sprinkle it on everything from popcorn to to eggs to rice to toast what you know whatever they're eating they sprinkle it on so it was a real win-win when I finally came to that. Um, but it's, it's, I, I won't lie. Like I, I definitely eat more organ meats than I, than I ever did. Like I, I eat like tongue now I eat heart. I eat, I eat a lot more than I ever have in my life, but I still go, my go-to is still pluck because it's just so easy. And it's like, I don't have to deal with like the whole organ because organs can be so big, right? So they can be really overwhelming if you're just if you're not acclimated to cooking or eating them. I do uh, love pate. Uh, but the problem oh, okay. with pate, I've always loved it is that there's a lot of fat, there's a lot of seasonings, there's oftentimes a lot of nitrates. I'm yep. quite fortunate the island I live on, there's a lot of game meat, there's a lot of hunters on this island. And lots of animals that are living their best lives um, that I, you know, I get, I have a lot of access to game meat. I'll be four by fouring and make a fire and, you know, cook up some sausages, but that's the problem. The game meat that I'm consuming, it's usually in a pate or a sausage format with maybe more sodium or other seasonings that I can't really pick. So I really love this concept. And by the way, if you're consuming collagen in your diet, you essentially are already consuming organ, right? Yeah. Because skin is the largest organ of our bodies and I have collagen absolutely every day. So you're probably actually eating organs without even 
noticing uh, if you're already doing collagen, not all uh, quality, there's different qualities for sure. Uh, so we're going to talk about sourcing it. But I love this idea of using organ seasoning instead of nutritional yeast. So tell me about how we can begin to integrate organ meat into our lifestyle. Well, I love I, I, I love that you're mentioning the collagen, the skin, and we talked about the bull organs, uh, sorry, the bull uh, testicles. I, and I think that if we can even step back to that in a sense of like, well, what are organs? Because I think there's this misconception sometimes of like, well, organs are just the liver or the heart or the kidney. But to your point, organs or another name for them is awful, O-F-F-A-L, a great name, right? Because a lot of people associate that it tastes awful, but actually they think the name comes from when you're butchering the animal, those are the parts uh, the parts of the animal that come out once you slice open the abdomen, they just fall off. So that's where they think the name awful comes from. Um, but ultimately, you know, organ meats are really, it's like, okay, it's the most common, like liver, kidney, heart. Uh, it's the less common spleen, lungs, testicles, ovaries, brain. Um, the thymus and pancreas, another name for those are sweetbreads. If you ever go to a restaurant and see sweetbreads on the, on the menu, that's what it is. It's the thymus and the pancreas. Bone marrow is considered an organ, not the bone though. So it's the bone marrow, but not the bone. Um, you have tongue, lips, ears, skin, and tail. The blood, you mentioned that earlier. Um, the stomach lining, which another name for that is tripe. And you see that in some recipes. Um, like. Um, the Mexican cuisine menudo uses uses tripe in in that in that dish. Um, there's feet, of course. You see chicken feet sometimes in so many Chinese dishes. Um, trotters is the name for pig feet, and then the intestines, which you see sometimes in the U.S. in the South, it's it's chitlins. They use the the pig intestines in that dish. So organ meats really do extend basically that nose to tail eating it's everything but the meat and the bone really um so that's really key then then the question is well okay why why should we be eating these nose to tail and as you already shared uh is is the nutritional benefits it's like well the nutrition that you're getting from these animal the, these organs from this nose to tail eating is just it's off the charts it's it's like anyone out there that wants to do a search on most nutrient dense foods inevitably you'll see some images pop up and those images will be graphs that are kind of like you know comparing some different foods and they'll have like blueberries on there they'll have kale which as our, our friend dave asprey would be like ah he'll, he'd be freaking out over that but they'd have spinach they would have uh you know fish they might have beef but if they're really good list they'll also include beef liver and you'll see that they're, they're, they're measuring the vitamins and minerals that are in all these items, and they'll have lots of rows. All the items will not tick off everything. They'll have like a little bit of vitamin A, maybe it's some C, maybe some D, um, but no item will tick off every column or except for one, and that's beef liver. It is the only one that checks off every one. And what's fascinating is, is it doesn't just check it off like a little bit. It's like, oh no, it's like 17 times more iron. And it's heme iron, which is absorbable iron, you know? It's like nine times more potassium. So, and like vitamin A, for example, in beef livers is 
off the charts and it's bioavailable. I mean, so these are really, it's so important because I'm, and I'm sure you've talked about this before, but the difference between synthetic vitamins and, and, and vitamins that are coming from whole foods, because here's the reality, 92% of, and I'm going to give the figure for Americans, which I'm sure around the world, it's not that different, but 92% of Americans are nutrient deficient. And that figure comes from 2018. So we know it's higher now. We know that, right? Well, here's the irony. We we aren't like America. The irony not, in the iron. Yeah, right. So, so America is not like Ethiopia where they're nutrient deficient because they don't have the food, right? You probably remember all those commercials back in the day where they're showing all these kids that are emaciated, right? We are the opposite. We are actually obese and overweight. So this is not an issue of not having enough food. We have an abundance of food. It's a, it's, it's really an issue of like the food choices people are making are not nutrient dense. They don't have nutrients in them. So this is an, this is, and this is then results in the things that, you know, you're talking about like skin issues, right? Dry skin from, or, or rashes. It's like these nutrients they they factor into every part of our, our biology. Every system requires these nutrients. And so if you're deficient, you are going to have trouble sleeping, which is going to then later affect your stress levels, which is then going to affect your skin issue, you know, skin, you know, like you're going to have brain fog, which is then going to affect other parts. You know, you're going to have these issues, uh, constipation, whatever it is. And so I really do look at eating nose to tail as not only something that is good for us, but is necessary. Yeah, it's also how we've lived for thousands of years. And I love being able to get back to basics in every aspect of our lives. We woke up to the sunrise. We went down with the sunset. We had fires to entertain us and music instead of like your phone that you should be keeping on airplane mode in a Faraday couch pouch, just saying. Uh, it's like all this technology that we're exposed to, toxic skincare products, it's actually making us sick and actually making us age faster and keeping our brain dumbed down. And since cutting out a lot of ish in my life, so Instagram being one of them and just, you know, toxic exposures whenever possible. I cannot believe the mental acuity that I have, how awesome my skin is with far fewer interventions than I ever did, because I know that I'm giving my body good meats. I do consume organ meat typically in like the pate format, but your yeah. seasonings also make it really easy. So instead of me sprinkling on nutritional yeast, the plex seasonings are great to use instead. And then you're getting all the benefits. So I was going to yeah. say, you know, what's really cool too about organ meats and, and the way we use them in pluck. So, because inevitably anyone listening to go, well, what does it taste like though? Right. Cause that's going to be a big question. So like, what does it taste like? And so the way I could best describe it is that it's, it's, it has an umami to it. And this is an interesting word because umami is basically the fifth taste. So we have bitter, we have sour, we have salty, we have sweet. And then they discovered in Japan, umami. I think they discovered it in around the seventies or late sixties. So an umami is best described as savory, but here's the power of umami. It's a unique taste. So when you get it in your mouth, it actually kind of like 
brightens the other fortes. So the power of pluck seasonings actually makes food taste better. And I've gotten that feedback from people that have made recipes for their family for years. It's been like a staple recipe. And then the only thing they do differently in that recipe is they use pluck and their family freaks out and people are getting seconds and, and they're like, what did you do different? And they're like, I just use the seasoning. That's it. And it's like, yeah, that's the umami. And, and what I love about this is particularly once again, going back to being a parent is that, you know, most of us as parents, we deal with picky eating and Anyone that has a kid, let's say a baby, when they're first introducing foods, knows that the picky eating, when you're when you're working with a baby, you don't just you don't follow it, you don't listen to it because you know that okay, they may not want that, uh, I don't know, green you know mush now. Let's say it's spinach, the 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 spinach now, but then maybe next week they will. So it's like when you're a parent, and you're trying to introduce your baby foods, you do little bits here and there, and then you give space and you do a little bit more. So we ease into things and, and the child really does kind of ebb and flow with it. It's sometimes they love it. Sometimes they don't, you, you, you it's not, there's no rhyme or reason necessarily to it. But once it's interesting, cause as that child gets a little older, suddenly as a parent, we're like, Oh, well, my kid doesn't like this. And it's just, we, we make it like it's stone. And what I love, and then what happens, I should say, then what happens is that child's palate gets really used to very specific flavors. And now when you introduce anything kind of adventurous, they, they fight it and they won't go there. So the power of pluck, when you introduce that umami, is it starts to retrain the palate. And it starts to change the palate. And so what I find is that not only do kids' bodies respond to the organ meat in that kind of like, just like we would if we're eating really good sea salt, you know, like if you dip your finger in the sea salt and you're low sodium, your body's like, oh, give me more, give me more, give me more. And then suddenly it's like, it's got enough and you just, it tastes different. Like suddenly the salt is like, oh no, I don't need any more. I'm good. Well, I find that with kids and adults like people start tasting the organ meat and they just want more and more and more. And that's gotta be the body saying, I need this. I want this. And I don't have it. I need more of this. And so the body does that. And then it starts to change the palate. And now you're getting more kind of, you start to train that child or even your own self into becoming more of an adventurous eater because the flavor, it just brightens your palate up. So I, I get really jazzed about that because I hate it when I hear of people that are just like, oh, I don't eat this because of, you know, A, B, C, D, whatever it is. And they just are stuck in their ways around certain foods, particularly when they're foods that are going to be vital for your survival or your health. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. You just dropped like a whole bunch of cool things that I want to <laughs> talk about. Um as a lot of you know, here on the show, I'm sort of in that preconception phase, not quite sure when hubby, hubby and I want to have kids, but um, through my friends who are fertility experts, they're like, give yourself a good three to six month window of no alcohol, supporting your spleen and your blood. So that's why I'm just like balls to the wall, no pun intended with the opening <laughs> statements and sentiments of this episode with my EMF protection, because that actually is probably going to be one of the key things to support healthy uh, hemoglobin, oxygen carrying um, aspects of my blood, but also supporting the spleen. My TCM guy, I usually donate blood, universal donor, everyone wants my blood. 
heck yeah, everyone wants my blood. But he said, don't donate because your body needs to hold on to that. And you actually want to be supporting your spleen. So I'm really curious about the concept of consuming certain organs to support your organs, just how we consume collagen, which comes from skin of beef, pork, chicken, fish, to support our skin. Uh, if we consume hearts to help our cardiovascular system, or if we consume spleens to support our blood in our body, our production of blood, or if we eat lips and tongues, are we going to be, you know, more talkative or have clearer speech? Like, is there kind of a very physical, practical, hormonal tie here and is there also potentially like an esoteric tie here well you nailed it right so um there's definitely an ancestral concept called like supports like now is there a lot of proof around this hard to say because you know no one's paying you know no no uh big companies or governments are paying for studies around this but it is an ancestral concept this is a concept that's been around a long time and it's built into many um, medicinal practices, you know, where when you're um, sick, you know, you would be given certain foods where when, when like, for example, when a female was, is menstruating, what food did ancestral tribes give? It was liver. They reserve the organs for those menstruating women and girls to, to replenish their body with that iron or to replenish their body, right? So that is absolutely a concept, which is, okay, you eat liver, it's going to support your liver. You eat heart, it's going to support your heart. Like one food I would, I would be uh, suggesting, which is hard to find, but it is possible, is if you're thinking of trying to conceive, um, eating ovaries. Actually, that's what my girlfriend's, she just said that. She's like, well, what about eating, you know, guys eat testicles. And yeah, you know, her absolutely. partner woke her up in the middle of the night to do, you know what. Yeah, so, and I <laughs> I mean, to me, the fact that she observed that, that is a testimony of like sports, like he had testicles and then boom, now his, his sex drive is increased, right? It's like, that is an example of like supports like, so you mentioned heart, for example. So heart is high in CoQ10 and Co coenzyme Q10 is vital for the energy production and prevention of oxidative stress and cardiovascular health, right? Isn't that interesting? So it's like, the organ you're eating is designed for that biological system in your body, right? So it makes sense. It's going to have all the minerals and nutrients to support that in the animal's body, right? So it makes sense if you're eating that organ, it's going to do the same to your body. And I just wish that we had more access to some of these things. Like, for example, um, Alzheimer's is a huge issue, right? Why don't we have more access to brain? You know what I mean? Like America particularly is associated brain as being um, a pro, mad, you know, cow mad, mad cow disease, right? And I'm sure Canada looks at it this way too. But it's like that was because that had nothing to do with the brain being unhealthy. That had to do with that the industry was feeding sick cows to other cows. And then the disease goes to the brain. But that has to do with how they're being raised and what they're being fed which then goes back to the sourcing. We need to make sure that we're sourcing these from, from good sources, you know, hundred percent grass fed. Uh, I like to support, you know, regenerative farms, pastured grass, you know, like farms, small farms. I like to support them. Um, Cause that's where you're going to find 
you know, as Joel Salatin of Polyface Farms would say, animals that had one bad day, you know, that's it, you know, that the rest of their life was really good. And they had one bad day when they were slaughtered. That's it. So that when you're supporting those kind of like farms, like Polyface, that's, that's what you get. Um, so I'm really into sourcing, but sadly you, it is hard to find every part of the animal. And one of the ways to find or to get access to more of the animal than you would find in, let's say a grocery store is to get access to like a meat share or to purchase like half a cow or a quarter of a cow or, or even lamb, whatever. Cause when you do that, they'll give you the organs. Um, it, it basically, there's a lot of regulations around in the, um, in the meat slaughtering business. And if it's for human consumption, a lot of the, the meat processing plants, they don't have a HACCP plan for all parts of the animal. So like I said, heart, you can't get brain. And I know you can't get in the U S from any USDA meat facility, hard to get spleen even sometimes. Um, hard, definitely hard to get ovaries and testicles, things like that. So, but when you do a meat share, they don't have to go through that USDA regulation. They can, it's almost like you own that part of the animal. So you own every part. So it's a really great way to go if someone's wanting more access. Yeah, for sure. A little tip that I have come across is call up your local butcher, check out your local butchers, see if they serve game, if they prepare game meat like elk like bison like boar for example uh, there's a great butcher where i live and i'm actually able to get like huge pieces of animals and organ meats and stuff like that through them um so you know they're the hunters right whatever happened to to the hunters right uh, I, have you... a, I have a i have a funny if i may interrupt you i have a funny yes. story about that though um are, are you familiar with dr bill schindler he's the eat like the human eat like a human um so he and I talked and we met at a, a function in Polyface and I was talking about exactly kind of that, like wild game elk and things like that. And he said, well, you know, if you buy elk from in Virginia, you know what the elk are eating? They're eating all the products off those GMO farms because they're, they're wild, right? So they go to the farms that they're living around. And he's like, so you can't just assume that wild game means that it's going to be fed really well because they're just eating what they find. And if they're in a populated area where it's like, you know, conventional, you know, GMO farms sprayed with tons of glyphosate or whatnot, that's what they're eating. And I, he just completely opened my mind. I was like, I could not believe that. I was floored when he told me that. But he's like, yeah, in Virginia, that's what they're eating. He's like, I guarantee it. I actually, um, on one of my four by four adventures, uh, you're welcome to join me when you come visit me at some point, James, I actually came across a herd of elk and there were like four males and their antlers are just enormous. Yeah. And then there were the moms and all the does and they were adorable. So where I live, they are pretty much on like parkland or crownland. Uh, so there really aren't any big industrial farms. Um, if you can get out of the city as much as you can, you're going to get so many benefits know, into right? your, into your life. This whole like smart city nonsense, like that's not going to last. Uh, <laughs> you, you mentioned something about the fifth element. Can you go back to that for a second? Cause I also have something to add. It's like, Oh, the umami, right? Yeah. The umami, the fifth taste, the savory. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, so love all of that as a, uh, I do have some similar training. No, I'm not like a master psalm or anything by that regard. Uh, but I'm interested in that. And what I'm also interested in is uh, from the physics, super nerdy side here. Hold on. The fifth element uh, for us in our universe is actually dark matter. It's the space in between. And it makes up about 70 to 80% of what we eat, live, breathe, consume and interact with like what our meat suit here talking about meat. It's not actually physical. There's actually space in between that. And when you're eating foods that are very high in active compounds that your body knows what to do with because it's, you know, survived on this for thousands of years, your body is light like kids that are consuming meals with plug seasoning or you just start to mix things up. You know, we get food fatigue, right? If you have too many salads or cook, you know, this meal too much, but your body is likely picking up on the fact that the plex seasoning is actually good for them. So this is like picking up on that space in between that fifth element. It's like what you said about salt. When your sodium stores are regulated, uh, maybe you needed to increase your sodium intake because you're in adrenal fatigue. Mm. Um, I think we, we pick up on this on an unconscious level where things that feel really good for us make us like we enjoy it a little bit more and junk food. It's like, you might like it in the moment for that, like dopamine, um, drug rush, if you will, but then you feel like garbage afterwards, or if you just had a little bit of it and had it in moderation, you will be fine. But the food fatigue is very real. So I love the idea of using the pluck seasoning to kind of mix up some of your favorite meals and get really potent ingredients that are going to make you healthier. Being adventurous with your food and your life, uh, living in a way that's kind of like calculated living calculated dangerously, however you want to say that, and being curious. So always being curious about, you know, we're, we're told to eat this, you know, Canada food guide. If I ate that, I'd probably be 20 pounds overweight and had, I would have a terrible skin, lots of acne with the amount of dairy and grains that they're telling me to eat. I mean, where are the organ meat products? Where's, you know, the organic vegetables and, and all of that. So thank you for mentioning that fifth element. So something I've, I've never talked about, actually, I've never disclosed, but since you're bringing this up, which I love this topic. So five, fifth flavor, you're talking about fifth dimension. Um, it's the, it's at, the fifth element. Uh, sorry, fifth yeah. element. It, 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 in a sense, though, I mean, energetically, it's also a fifth dimension to a degree. But like, um, so the logo on pluck, we have five dots and that's to represent that not only the fact that pluck has five organs in it, it has liver, heart, kidney, spleen, and pancreas, but to represent the umami, which is that fifth taste. And, uh, and then also it's the shape of like, you know, a, uh, a spice container, the top, you know, the holes on a spice container typically. So we, we very much like that fit the five is a really big kind of numerology thing for the company. It's very, it's, it's, it's kind of our, our number. Um, so I love that you're kind of extending and expanding on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what happens when you are a super nerd and you just kind of like look <laughs> at things a little bit differently. Uh, actually 
Kaylin, one of my clients, she said in an email, I find your show really interesting because you um, think about things slightly differently. And I think it's great to sometimes entertain different ways of living and thinking and consuming because I want all of you tuning into the show here to become more conscious consumers. How can we become more conscious and become more conscious consumers, not only with our skincare and our rejuvenation and the way that we live our lives, but what about in regards to food and lifestyle choices? What are some of your top tips for being more conscious consumers of food? Oh, yes. I love this question. So one thing right away is to know, okay, we talked about umami. You know how umami shows up in processed foods and packaged processed foods? It shows up as MSG. So a lot of companies have recognized that umami makes food taste better it brings out the other flavors so they're looking for that flavor punch and they found it in msg that's why msg is in so many products the other part of msg and is that it triggers that sometimes that umami triggers the part in our brain that's addictive and they know that so they put these ingredients in because they know if i put this in it's going to not only taste really flavorful to you but it's also going to make you want to eat more of it and so I would say the first thing to be just more conscious about what food you're putting in your mouth is you have to read ingredients. You have to understand packaging and you don't have to become a marketer, but you do need to understand that the front of the package is still a billboard. Okay. That's not regulated. Whatever's on the front can be whatever they want it to be. And, it's, and, and they're basically putting anything on the front of that package. That's going to get you to pick it up or buy it. They want to attract you. So they're going to play up that it has olive oil, or they're going to play up whatever the trend is, you know, like, oh, it's got collagen, or it's got, um, you know, uh, three ingredients or whatever, you know, they'll, they'll just focus it on whatever that trend is. And only if you turn it to the back, will you see the truth. And even then, sometimes it's not truthful. It's not transparent. Like, for example, if you see natural flavors, not transparent, if you see artificial flavors, not transparent, the flavoring company they are uh, not regulated by the FDA. They are regulated by themselves. So ultimately, no one truly knows what's in them. And they hide lots of chemicals and things in it to get those flavors. Um, and a lot of people don't realize that natural and artificial are really not that different. It's like natural just means it's coming from a natural source, but that doesn't actually natural. It's not you could go out and recreate. It's something that is still made in the laboratory. And sometimes even in those flavorings, they're hiding the MSG. So it's a really dicey sometimes. So I always tell people, read the back. And if you don't recognize what it is, if it's not something you can recreate in your buy it. I'm looking for you to buy ingredients, not, not finished product. I want control over your food. Because there's another important thing about food. And as a chef, this is the things only keen to think about, which is you, when you're a company, you, you, you have to have, you're trying to make profits, right? So you have to, what are the ways that companies make profits? Well, one of them is they use cheap ingredients. And what are the two cheapest ingredients out there? It's salt and sugar. So whenever you get products, you're going to probably see high sodium and or high sugar content. It's because it's cheap. And that's why you see these corn syrups or any kind of form of corn that is a sugar, dextrose, whatever it is in in those products it's because it's cheap so so right right away just try to move away and get control of the food you're making and one of the 
tips towards doing that is, is meal planning. That's another thing that not enough people do. And it's like, that is one of the best tools in the world to get control over what's coming into your kitchen and then going into your mouth. And here's why. When you meal plan, not only can you meal plan based on your week's schedule, your stress levels. Like for example, if I have a day in my week where I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm on calls all day. I am going back to back. My wife has days like that a lot, like where it's just back to back to back to back to back. And then she'll just go, 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 go and have no break or maybe a 20 minute break in between. And so if I were meal planning that day, I'd be like, okay, let's, let's do a slow cooker meal that day because I can throw everything in the slow cooker or the pressure cooker in the morning start it up, time it out. And then when I'm done cooking, when I'm done with my day work, my work day, it's already made, right? So you can tailor that meal plan to support your day. One, another tool is you can grab a cookbook off your shelf and just choose that cookbook. I'm going to, I'm going to use recipes from that cookbook this month and then switch it up because we all have cookbooks on our shelves that we're not even touching, right? And you can involve your kids. Everyone can contribute. Like, what do you, what looks good to you? And you build that. And then here's the power. Then you're building a an ingredient, you know, grocery list off of that recipe, right? So now you have a, a grocery list that's very specific, that's really only ingredients. And so then that supports you. And no longer are you going to have decision fatigue. You're not going to be making emotional purchases when you go to that grocery store, you know, because you're hangry or whatever. It's like it's it's supporting you. It's a tool to support you to now make healthy choices and choose real food. So right off the bat, anyone wants to make huge change. These little shifts will 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 do it. Absolutely. So in case you haven't realized this quite yet. Big food, big tech, big Cosmo. They're not necessarily interested in your health and well-being. They're more interested in your cash or probably your credit and your time and attention. So by being a conscious consumer, it's almost like you're being a little bit rebellious, which is kind of uh, not bad for your brain. Um, <laughs> and when you're talking about all natural, clean, I see so many products in a consultation that I did just the other day uh, for a lovely client of mine, Satin, uh, one of her makeup products, I went on the website, it looks super clean, you know, hippy dippy and all this stuff, marketing free of this, that, and the other thing. Free or, sure, it was free of parabens, salate, sulfates, artificial dyes, fragrances, but it contained canola oil. Oh. And when we're talking about food, I scour my ingredients for toxic oils like canola oil. Uh, there's a product right here that one of the companies uh, sent me. FYI, the products that I'm recommending for my clients, stick with those. Please, please, please don't just assume that because I'm working with a brand, it means I endorse the whole brand. Because this mm -hmm. one company, uh, Zio, they sent me a product and it has some stuff in there I'm not keen on. So I've been saying that a couple of times. Just stick with my recommendations. I'm here to keep you on the straight and narrow. I'm not about to recommend skincare products or makeup that have things like canola oil. The other thing that you're probably seeing a lot of, I see this a lot with skincare and supplements and also in foods is things like spices, 
things like fragrances are kind of like a, a proprietary or trade secret. So when you're looking at products online and it says proprietary blend, um, that's kind of like a sneaky way to say it's probably private label or <laughs> white label. Um, just an FYI. Uh, but yeah, cheap ingredients like sugar, like salt, but also the oils. And we're seeing yeah. this just with everything because it can uh, lend to a nice consistency in some of your salad dressings or your makeup and moisturizer to give a hydrated feeling. Little do you know that it's actually on your skin, creative, creating oxidative stress and inflammation and also in your body. And I just like, I love that you are talking about this in your business and everything. And it's all clean. It's all natural. Um, you're likely also being inundated buy ads to get you to buy certain things on your social media. So just remember, when you have an ad for a product placed in front of you, it's being paid to be placed in front of you. Now, here's the flip side. When you are purchasing a product like Pluck Seasoning, or you're booking a one-on-one -on -one call with me, or a follow-up call like I just did for one of my clients, Nikki, and her daughter, Katie, they're paying me for information. So it's a bit of a different sending and receiving dynamic. So just remember that in all aspects of your life. So James, as a personal chef, you've worked as a personal chef, you have worked with literally some of the biggest celebrities out there. You see them behind the scenes, what they're actually like in their daily living, if they're nice people, if they're just like totally, you know, off their rocker. So what are some of the actually one of my girlfriends, she does costume design in Vancouver. And uh, she's told me a couple funny stories about some celebrities of just like how needy they are and like unhealthy and unbalanced and unstable. But what are some of the health, diet, and lifestyle practices that you've seen work with your A-list and celebrity clients in regards to water and meal planning? Like, say they have to, you know, get ready for Big Watch movie. They got to have like a 10-pack and, and look super shredded. So how do you help people not have fatigue when they're trying to, you know, cut weight and look extra awesome? Hello, summer is right here. I know, right? Well, I mean, honestly, the biggest thing that they all do is they they pay for help, right? And so I think that's that's kind of a big lesson is that, you, you know, the amount of money they're putting towards other people to do the things that most of us do for ourselves or 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 sometimes don't do for ourselves, but we should be um, is is astronomical. I mean, there you know, not everyone gets to have a private chef. You know, if, if we all had private chefs, we could all probably eat really well, right? So, um, they're kind of at a they're at a whole different level than most of us on a day to day basis in terms of what we're doing for our health. But but I think though that it's an important lesson is that most celebrities are not pretending they have all the answers, right? They're 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 reaching out to other experts and they're paying them for that service. And I look at that as a really good learning lesson of like, Hey, if you're someone out there who is trying to get healthier, you know, lucky for you, you've, you've found Rachel, right. And you're, you're listening to this podcast or you're, or you found an influencer that is speaking uh, truth and, and is, and is here to support you like that. There's power in that. But I just see so many people, that are kind of isolating and or thinking that they have to figure it all out on them by themselves and or they're following, you know, snake snake oil 
people um, and they're thinking that there's a magic pill out there. You know, there, there's something that's going to save them. And I'm just like, you know what? I'll tell you right now. I've been in the business 17 years now and I have stayed true to one, one thing that people might try to say is a trend, but is really not a trend. And that's stick to whole foods, stick to real foods. Like there were always, when I first got in the business, it was like, Oh, uh, it was the fat flush diet. So no fat in your diet. And of course, now we know, well, actually fat is good for your diet. And, and, and it's actually being clear on the, the quality of the fat, right? As you mentioned, the oils and whatnot, that it's the quality of the oils and it's choosing the right oils. That's going to make the difference, but there's been so much misinformation out there. And I think it's, I think a lot of people are just feeling very stifled and they're confused. And I just want you to know that I get it. I have gone, even as a chef, I've gone through periods of just kind of feeling like I don't know what to cook anymore. I don't know what to do. Like just having these kind of void moments of overwhelm. Um, maybe many of us may have even gone through that overwhelm in the last couple of years. Right. And so I say, you know, ask questions, reach out, start with very simple things. You just mentioned water. I mean, to me, water is the easiest change someone can make. And it actually pays back in dividends because I, I have a story of this guy um, who I helped out really early on. He was in his young, he was probably in his early twenties or late teens and we became friends. And then I gave him a job at my meal. I had a meal delivery service in LA at the time. And it, the first job he had was he was he was the uh, washing the dishes and he would see us preparing all these meals and he would see us how we did it. And I was he would hear me kind of talking about health. And so one day, you know, at his own volition, he said, hey, James, what what's one well, like what's something like I want to get healthier because he had ADD. He smoked. He had horrible skin. He had um he had issues holding jobs like no one would hire him because he just he he. he he couldn't stand still and he kind of kept talking. He was, he was really, he was a, at a very challenged place at a very young age. Right. And so he said, what can I do? And I said, you know what? I want you to do one thing. I want you just to, instead of drinking those sodas every day that I see you drinking, I want you to replace that with water. And if you can't do that right away, then for every soda you have, I want you to drink two big glasses of water, you know? And then I eventually want you to phase out that soda and only drink water. And that's it. That's all I want you to do. And now, you know what he's like? He works out all the time. He doesn't smoke. His skin looks great. He doesn't have ADD, you know, um, diagnosis anymore. He doesn't take any, he doesn't take any pharmaceuticals. He's like that one change propelled him into other health changes, but we can't get to those other health changes if we don't feel good in our body. So we need that one thing that's going to help us get our head above that water. And I personally think it is water. <laughs> I think that's one thing, that one easy change to make. Yeah. One of my favorite ways to consume water is in the woods from fresh running streams and waterfalls. Oh, uh, so when I'm hiking, I'll fill up my water. I have like a life straw that can help filter it. But a lot of times I'm literally drinking water sources that I can safely drink it because it's so pure and it's structured. It's got minerals like sure. It's probably got some things in there, but my immune system can certainly handle that. I have a very robust one, uh, but sticking to whole foods. Yes, absolutely. And it's almost like sticking to 
a whole skincare routine too, right? You mm -hmm. don't want to put the cart before the horse. You're not going to lose weight if you're eating garbage foods. You're not going to have great skin if you're eating garbage foods and you're not doing your at least skincare basics of cleansing, moisturizing, sun protecting and exfoliation. Just like with uh, shedding a couple extra pounds and feeling great, it's going to be kind of like the whole picture situation. Uh, for optimizing your water, there's a couple of things I would just want to quickly drop here. You want it to be reverse osmosis or filtered in some way like that. Structure it with, say, like the arc pendant or the somovetic, like what's behind me. And then, of course, remineralize it. So that's why I love to drink water uh, when I'm in nature. And the funny thing is, um, a week and a half ago, I was hiking and I actually had passed a parasite after that. And I just could not drink enough water. I was like, why am I so freaking thirsty? It's like every time I came to a creek, I was drinking a liter of, of water. And then the other day I went out and did even more. And I think it was from that parasite also that I was actually drinking less water feeling more satisfied so notice your water intake your electrolytes might be off there might be something kind of off um, behind the scenes as well and when you're talking about people that are jittery looking kind of uneasy um, mentally they're a little bit kind of off kilter I actually see this in a lot of people in the public eye uh, if I'm uh, referencing someone maybe here in Canada, I see them standing there with their clipboard and they're just like constantly like like this. It's like, why the heck would I want to be trusting someone that looks like are they on drugs? Right. Uh, what's going on with their autonomic nervous system? And they're in charge of like running huge aspects of uh, the country is like people that have responsibility to care for others, you need to take responsibility for yourself. Uh, so people trust you and so that you're actually going to be serving people in the highest good possible so that you can show up and, you know, feel good yourself. And, and, you know, do good things in the world. And if people are toxic, their brains aren't working properly, they're not going to be serving people in effective and caring and, and helpful, positive ways. And the other thing you mentioned, uh, this individual you're talking about, he started to feel better, he was working out. There is this concept of you just don't know how good you can feel until you feel it. And yeah. then you want to maintain it. And then you want to just keep doing all the different pieces of the puzzle to help you feel even better. And that's what I talk about here on the show. I'd love to wrap things up uh, with you here, James. I could definitely going to have you back on the show. You, sh you guys should have heard what we were talking about prior to recording. <laughs> we're like two peas in a pod here. Yeah, there's but a lot to talk about. When you are speaking with various high level speakers on shows, you're you're mingling with some of these cutting edge experts and minds, brilliant minds in the space of health and wellness, you know, food optimization. What are some of the lifestyles and habits that you're noticing of these individuals uh, that are, you know, coming across as more high vibe and radiant. They're very mentally clear. You can just, you can trust them because of the way they're speaking to you. They're not coming across as like jittery and, you know, their brain's off, they're toxic, things like that. What are they doing? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. Um, Cause I, I think to your point, you know, when we're looking for our gurus or our, our, our mentors or the people that we're going to follow, 
they they better be walking their talk. They they need to look good. And, you know, it makes me think of this. There's used, there's actually I think he really is. He's still a very kind of famous and well known um, chiropractor in L.A. He's a he's a uh, prenatal chiropractor, and yet he walks around with a he's overweight and he walks around with a hunched back. And it's just like what you're a chiropractor. You don't even you you look like you need your own treatment. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. So it's fascinating because. Uh, I think you're going to know a lot of things just by being in that the radiance and the the glow and the health of the person who you're listening to. If they have it, then they're probably doing it, and so that's good. Um, I've been around people uh, like Ben Greenfield, for example, who definitely radiates, and he's so smart. I mean, just so so smart. And what I was captivated by is that he retains his intelligence, like he can pull things out of nowhere, like he can pull this. Uh, uh, crazy amount of information you know you can almost ask him any question and he he retains it he's he's retaining everything and I, that really stood out to me because i don't retain everything i still have that kind of you know like i'll read something but unless i've been talking about it i don't really retain it very well um and so i mean i see them and you know i would i would put you in this this group as well um but those that are that are walking their talk, that are doing it. I mean, they're doing, I think they're doing a lot, to be honest with you. I think, you know, from IF, you know, saunas, infrared saunas to cold, cold therapy, to using clean um, skin products, to um, red light therapy, uh, to um, any kind of, you know, sleep aid, make, they're making sure that their sleep is optimized. I mean, sleep to me is another thing that we really all, should have at the top of our list. You know, I always talk about food, but I, really to me, sleep is maybe even more important. And here's why, because depending on your sleep, that's going to dictate what food choices you make. And you can test me on it. When you have little sleep, you make poor food choices. It's a guarantee, guarantee. But when you have good sleep, you actually can make more conscious choices around your food. And, and, you know, I know Dave Asprey and I'm sure you talk about as well a lot is they talk a lot about sleep. And so, you know, um, big, big changes can happen when you make sure that your room is dark, when you make sure the temperature of your room as well, when you check your EMF levels and make sure that you were, you know, you and I talked earlier before this about how you have an EMF blanket. It's like, you're making sure that even even when you're in rest mode and repair mode, which is what sleep is, that you're protected. And so really, really, to me, that that's what's uh, some of the most powerful stuff you can do personally. But I'm sure they're doing a lot more than I'm even aware of. And, and probably th they're doing more than I could even list now, as mm -hmm. I'm sure you are too. Yeah, it's funny. I did um, a follow up with with my physician for a couple of things. And, you know, I'm telling him the things that I'm doing. And it's like, you're doing all the right things. Really happy to hear this. And I'm just I'd be curious to hear the percentage of the population that do what we do, like the biohackers that really have taken charge of their health, wellness, their aging journey and are enjoying the journey you know they're not scared of aging but looking at it like a privilege and it's like what we're doing now is really setting the stage for how well we're going to be navigating this life and with our body mind spirit and energy i encourage you all to really pay attention to people's eyes when mm. they're speaking and i see this a lot with like youtube uh, skin 
influencers that have millions of subscribers and I look in their eyes and their recordings and they look actually very low vibe. And mm -hmm. sure enough, they actually mentioned some rather low vibe, somewhat disturbing um, jokes in their content. And it's like, okay, this makes sense. So the, the people who you follow, the people who you're allowing into your field to uh, influence you, it can go both ways. So I really want it to go more of the high vibe and radiant route for each and every one of you tuning into the show. It's talking about sleep. So melatonin, we're going to wrap things up here, is uh, tied to things like your pineal gland, correct? I Gosh, actually, I, I don't, I don't so. know. I don't know. I think so. I could be wrong. I'm not an endocrinologist. Advice, so this, no, I just, I just don't know. This is medical yeah. advice, educational information only. But have you ever heard of anybody eating the pineal gland? Like you mentioned the thymus. I, you know, I, I'm sure someone like Ben Greenfield has. I feel like he's eaten every part of the animal, but I'm sure they're out there. I just don't know what their response was. But if that's true, if if your recollection is is right, then I would. It wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me if that then helped with sleep or something. I, I'm just a huge, huge proponent of like, you know, what we're doing isn't working. You know, you mentioned, you know, we look back at our ancestors and what they ate. Well, I mean, technically, you know, when people say ancestors, they're talking about Paleolithic ancestors. But when I say ancestors, I'm talking about our grandparents, our grandparents. And for some of us, our parents ate organ meats regularly. And anyone that's been kind of keeping attuned to the, to the, um, death rate and to health and whatnot and the longevity of life, uh, it's actually going down. So that means our ancestors, um, were potentially living longer and higher quality than we are. So what were they doing differently? And, and right away, of course you could, of course there's so much that maybe the environment was a slightly less toxic. There weren't as many, EMFs because they didn't have the cell phones. So there's, there's a lot that's different, but I look at the food. I always go back to food and I'm just like, well, they ate more nose to tell than we do now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I know you're wearing your aura ring and all that stuff. Yeah. And I shared some things with you that I also shared in a previous episode on my biohacking 2022 predictions and I'm just curious how that is sitting with you now. Cause I kind of give you the insights that now the that CEO you from Aura is it's a different CEO and you know, there's a fr new French tracker on the market and I'm curious, what are your thoughts now on biohacking it, trackers? It, it really, I have to say the, the thing that came over me when you shared that was disappointment. I, I feel like so many business owners start with such great intention and then they get big enough and then someone comes in and takes it over and then cheapens the product or does something, you know, brings in different intentions than the owner previously had. And it's just, it, it just disappoints me because I think, I think one thing that we're all looking for, at least, okay, I'll just speak for myself. The thing that I'm looking for in life is I want stuff that works. I want to know that it's sustainable, that it's not just a, a trick or, or snake oil or something like it's going to maybe work once and then not work again. I, like I want things to, to be, I want, if someone's selling me something, I want to know that it actually is authentic and, and, and it's uh, transparent and it's real. And the way I'm going to know that is that it's, that it's, that it's sustainable. Um, I want to know that they're not 
you know, taking advantage of me behind the scenes, behind closed doors, and they're not selling my information. You know, I want, I want to know that I can trust the business that I'm choosing to work with or to purchase from. And so as I learn that that's not the case, it just, it just makes me sad because this is not the world I want to live in. This is not, people are not treating each other the way I want the world to treat each other. I, I just, and as a business owner, I, I really do think about this stuff. I, 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 um, as I'm building Pluck, I want it to be not only the business I want it to be, but the business that's going to best serve the world. And, and, and not even like, I don't like, uh, I was talking about this earlier with someone, but I look at things as like, what's the triple bottom line? Like, you know what, in the triple bottom line is people, profit and planet. So how is my business best serving those three things? And, and, you know, transparency is, of course, a business needs to make money, right? Profit's got to be a part of it, right? But what about how is it affecting society? How does it affect the people that are using the product and even the people that are not using the product yet? How does it affect the planet? And I don't want it to go to a negative. I want it to go to a positive. I've got two young girls and I want them to, I don't, I don't, you know, we were talking earlier, you're like, oh, I don't know if this is the world I want to bring a child in. And I used to feel that too. And I don't want to feel that. I want to co-create a beautiful, loving, integrated world with everyone here. And when I hear people like cutting each other down just because they're making different choices or um, isolating people that don't believe what you believe or believe different faiths or have different color skin, it's like, what, what are we doing? What are we doing? Because this, if you think about it, life is a blank. It's a blank slate. You know, if you really go back through history, it's a blank slate. It started out as just a planet and then we were organisms on it. We have we have created everything else. The definition and societal tendencies, that's something we've all co-created. But as we get born into this life, we get to choose what works and doesn't work. But we have to choose it as a group because one person is a very small ripple. But if we all start to like, you know, kind of like respond and, and think beyond our own needs and wants, but actually the, the needs of everybody and creating the life that's going to serve not only us, but future generations. I really do believe we can change. We can change things for the better, but hearing stuff like that, that, that things are happening behind closed doors that, and, and they're abusing us and potentially going to brainwash us. It's just, it just, it just, it both scares me and disappoints me. Brain training is the yeah. new word for brainwashing. Yeah, brain, brain I know, training. right? They just all they do is remarket things. Instead of veganism, it's plant based. It's like BS. It's like, come on, it's you can market and change names all you want, but that's why I I always go back to just go back to real food because there is a different diet every year. It's like it's just confusing people. So just go back to real food. Um, maybe you know, maybe learn how foods affect your blood sugar, so you can choose foods that are not going to spike your blood sugar, that are not going to cause inflammation. But for the most part, just stick to real foods. And, you know, I always tell people, I'm like, you know, cooking doesn't have to be that complicated. You don't have to go to a recipe, just follow a formula. Okay, what are the three foods we know we need? You need protein. I think vegetables are a safe bet. And then you need fat. That's really it. Grains and starches, the things that we've been taught we need, we don't actually need. You can survive without them. And and truthfully, you can you can choose their, you know, resistant starches so that are a little bit better than maybe potatoes. You can choose vegetables that have a little bit more starch or carbohydrate in them, you know, because they're all 
vegetables are carbohydrates, so we can't forget that. But ultimately, that's really all you need, you know. So we 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 complicate things way too much, in my in my judgment. Oh yeah, we get in our own ways all the time. So thank you so much for. Uh, mentioning this whole thing, really, I think the word you're trying to get to is parallel. So we are seeing parallel systems, we're seeing parallel businesses pop up. This happens in certain times in civilization, when current systems just no longer serve us. And we're really seeing that. So when you are purchasing Pluck Seasoning, you are supporting James Berry, an awesome human uh, that I, I look forward to having you visit me and, you know, taking you on a four by four adventure. And, I know. I'm so and, excited. Yeah, it'll be great. And so please be sure to support people like Barry that are really doing their best to do good things in the world, create good, clean products. And of course, that's, um, you know, my intention here on the show is to provide things that are hopefully going to be in your highest intention and the highest intention of humanity in general. And those are pretty big words. Uh, I recognize that just doing the best I can over here, humble human. So yeah. if we were wanting to slow aging, get back to basics, keep it simple, drama free, and you better believe it that a slower pace of life will be more conducive to slowing your aging as well. James, it's just been an absolute pleasure having you back, having you on the show. There we go. I said it. I look forward <laughs> yeah. to having you back on the show and talking about more ways that we can slow our aging, support our body systems. Because when we support the various organs of our body, guess what? The largest organ of your body, the skin, will also reap the benefit of being less inflamed and just being more fed. And I'm about to get in the sunshine soon and get fed by the sun and get that natural vitamin D and that grounding uh, with one of my girlfriends. Do you have any closing words for our session here on the Rachel Varka podcast? Where can people find you? all the things. Well, first of all, just thank you. It's been really, I, it's been wonderful connecting. I, I feel so mutual in terms of like, we could just talk forever. We just geek out on all this stuff. So I feel like I've found a, a, a fellow tribes person. So thank you. Um, uh, you can find us at eatpluck.com. Um, Rachel has a discount, which I'm sure she'll be sharing. It's a 15% discount, which um, definitely recommend taking advantage of. It's in the show notes, um, everybody. Hope this episode. Yeah. And um, and just know that, you know, the, the, the power of eating nose to tail is hopefully something you have been introduced to in this podcast or reinforced with this podcast. But uh, one of the things that I just want to emphasize is that, you know, I mentioned sustainable health is key for me. I want things that are sustainable. And I'm happy to report that pluck is something that is sustainable. And here's why it doesn't require a new habit. It's, it's one of those things like we already all season our food. I'm just suggesting season it with this because it's going to make your food taste good. And you're getting nutrients that you normally wouldn't be getting. And it's microdosing. So the more you use it, microdosing plus a cumulative effect equals, uh, or I'm sorry, microdosing plus frequency equals a cumulative effect. So the more you use it, the more you benefit. I find that word microdosing rather interesting. And it's it's been great having you on the show. Thanks everybody for tuning in. If you have any questions, be sure to check out the description of this episode. You can hang out with me here on the podcast. Uh, be sure to subscribe on the audio only. Email me any questions you have from today's session at info at rachelvarga.ca. And if you would like to connect with me for more specific skin guidance to help 
customize a routine both at home and in the clinic to suit your specific skin goals, need, values, budget, all of that. I'm here for you. Use promo code podcast 15 and book your session with me at rachelvarga.ca. Have a great day, everybody. Stay vibrant, stay radiant, and just be a good human.